in the high desert in the great American Southwest. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. John, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. You're with us. You're with us. You're with us. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Matt Damon to your Ben Affleck, except we're not being sued for selling people crypto. Are they being sued? They're, well, at least Matt Damon is. Is that for the FTX? The situation? FTX, Sam Bakeman Freed. He's uh, he's a part of the class action lawsuit that's happening right now. Matt Damon is. And the other, uh, I think Larry David. Anyone, any celebrity you saw in those ads is being sued right now. Well, here's the thing, man. It's like, who hasn't accidentally misplaced $8 billion? It happens to me all the time. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I think we should be easy on Sam Bakeman Freed. Uh, yeah, not his fault. Let's pray for him, everyone, uh, during this holiday season. Pray for the poor billionaires. Let's hope yeah. a Christmas miracle returns the $8 billion back to him. Almost more of a reverse Ebenezer Scrooge thing. I was I was expecting a Christmas-themed uh, partnership, yeah. actually, Chris. Yes. Uh, you know, a Scrooge to, uh, who's Scrooge's buddy? Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit, thank you. Yeah, something like that. But, uh, you know. Or did FBS. you mean uh, Marley? Jacob Marley. Either or. Either or. Cratchit was his employee. Jacob Marley was his partner. Excellent. Well, glad that we got that. And speaking of Christmas, Carol, Chris, today's episode is going to be Christmas ghost stories. Christmas ghost stories. Are we doing past, present, and future, Paul? Sure. Why not? I mean, well, they're all in the, they're all in the past, honestly, but I can well, make I up some future. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us at least one future. I'll, I'll make up a futuristic ghost story for you. Uh, but yeah, today I thought it'd be fun because here's the thing. Back in the Victorian England days, they used to love ghost stories at Christmas. I feel like we've lost that. A Christmas Carol is the only real ghost story we still tell these days. Yeah, around Christmas time, which sucks because like, okay, great, great story. But I want more of it. I love Christmas ghost stories. And like the Christmas spirit is like a jolly, happy thing. Not like depression and death in which... Christmas actually symbolizes in the old solstice, which is what we're missing is the yes. the sadness and the desperation of only being halfway through winter and your potato supplies are running low. The potatoes are dwindling quickly. We don't know if we're going to make it to spring. Yeah, not sure. But that so, evergreen sure does help a lot. This is going to be a December 17th of 2022 episode with Richard Serrett interviewing Jim Harold. Jim Harold, dude, we got old Richard Serrett didn't hear for him for thirty episodes, dude, and he gets almost back to back. You know he deserves it. He really does. Does he? Yeah. Well, probably okay. not, but it's fine. Uh, Jim Harold though is actually great. He has a podcast called Jim Harold's Campfire. He also runs the Paranormal Podcast, uh, which Campfire is about ghost stories. Paranormal Podcast is about the paranormal, right? And. Uh, he's he comes on to talk about some of the ghost stories he's heard specifically about Christmas that we're going to be listening to. Today. Yes. Holiday themed spooktacular. It's going to be great. And, but before that, Chris, we got to check in with Tim Banal, the Coast Coast AM blog. Tim time. 
All right. So today's article, Arizona motorist busted for driving with inflatable Grinch in carpool lane. Inflatable Grinch in the carpool lane. You got to do whatever you can to get in that HOV lane, dude. You know, it's a lot faster. And I'm keeping this Christmas theme today. I'm very excited yeah. about it. Good job. Thank you. Well done. To the article. Cops in Arizona caught a clever motorist cruising in a carpool lane with a seasonal, albeit illegal, individual riding shotgun in the form of an inflatable Grinch. Recounting the bust on social media, the Arizona Department of Public Safety jokingly explained that the incident occurred last week when a state trooper initially noticed a, quote, suspicious-looking passenger. Ooh, that's a good one. That person drill suspicious. That's coming directly from the state troopers, too. They got that locked and loaded. Wow, dude. That's actually pretty impressive from state troopers. I'm surprised they could come up with that. Not so, the brightest <laughs> bulbs in the shed. This suspicious-looking passenger was in the HOV lane of the interstate highway passing through the city of Tucson. Tucson, Arizona. Upon pulling the vehicle over, the officer's intuition proved to be correct, as the grumpy green guy sitting alongside the driver was a fairly sizable inflatable Grinch that appeared to be waving to other cars on the road. <laughs> he probably had it on a string and was just, like, <laughs> moving him around as he was driving. He was just, like... As whenever he moved his arms on the steering wheel, the the Grinch moved a little bit. Just like Home Alone, just up and down. Yeah, up and exactly, down. dude. It's fair. Keeping a Christmas theme, baby. Home Alone, spectacular. While the department conceded that they, quote, appreciate the festive flair behind the motorist's attempt at skirting the law, they noted that it was a driving violation nonetheless. As such, they indicated that, quote, the driver received a citation for their HOV violation and by virtue of being showcased on their social media, wound up serving as something of an amusing cautionary tale for other residents who may be entertaining similar shenanigans in the carpool lane during the holiday season. What is the actual ticket for defrauding the HOV lane? You know, my guess is that it was just that they were in HOV lane without a passenger and that the Grinch right, did not actually that, play into right. it. Right, there you go. That's exactly yeah. what the that's what the fraud or that's what the ticket would be. Yeah. The Grinch is actually not the first unorthodox HOV passenger to be busted by the department in recent years, as back in January of 2020, they also caught a motorist driving with a remarkably realistic skeleton. People, people do this all the time. This is a common thing in big cities. You put like a fake dummy in your front seat. You get access to the two plus three plus lane. It's pretty nice. And not that know, I've ever done it. Not that I've ever done it. I've never done it. Well, but I know a lot of people who did it and it works. Most of the I time. try to respect the HOV lane as much as I possibly can. Well, the problem is, is that you can't use a Grinch because it, it looks like Grinch from the cartoon. Right. And it's inflatable. Right. And they're going to catch that. Yeah, you got to go with the dummy. But I, I do give an A for effort and keeping it Christmas themed. You got to appreciate it. So let's get to some housekeeping. Uh, we have an email address. Send your thoughts and episode requests to c2cpmpod at gmail.com. That will be in the show notes. If you like the show, drop us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a review. We read the reviews. We actually really, really appreciate it when you post one. And also smash that subscribe button. We drop it every Thursday and that'll make sure you never miss an episode. And thank you to everyone who has told friends about us. We don't advertise or go on other podcasts. 
This is 100% organic, so please keep it up. And now to the show, the December 17th, 2022 interview with Jim Harold. Now, the first thing we got to establish, Chris, Christmas is really for ghosts. It, it does seem to me, Richard, as you said, I think there's a certain thinning of the veil, as it were, around this time of the year. And I, I know for one thing that I, I can say, in addition to the ghost stories, is that we think about the loved ones who have passed even more, I think, at this time of the year. It's, it's, it's like a, it brings a, a freshness uh, to that experience with those loved ones because you bring out the, the tree, you bring out the tinsel, you bring out the decorations, and you bring out the memories. That's dude, I, what we were just saying, right? You're in the darkest time of year. Everything's dead around you. You're full of nostalgia for green and and happiness and light, and you remember the past, right? That's what you do around Christmas time, and and almost all cultures have some kind of thing around the solstice, some kind of holiday celebration, some kind of religious festival around this time. You got to commune with the past, and that's why yes. we need more ghost stories. Not just a Christmas Carol or a Christmas Carol remake with Will Ferrell dancing and singing, right? I want more than that. Oh, dude, no. Bill Murray remake. Scrooge, dude. Come on. Dude, that's like an 80s reference. I'm trying to update it. Oh, make it updated. The Apple Plus with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Jesus. All right, keep going. All right, so let's get to our first story. A little boy is just trying to say hi during Christmas time. And one night, everyone was around around Christmas time talking, trading stories, having family fun, as you do. And she got tired, and she went to bed early one night while everyone else was continuing with their drinks and their stories and their fun. And as she lay in bed, uh, she was facing away from the door, but she was feeling uneasy without knowing why. And then suddenly she felt breath next to her ear. And and said, hey. And then she tried to uh, pull the covers up over her head. And then again, she heard, hey. And then a few minutes later again, hey. rest of the night, she spent the, 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 left the covers over her head. Next morning, uh, she got up, breakfast, and she was speaking with her aunt. And she told her what happened. And her aunt had a knowing smile and said, Oh, that's the little boy. It turns out that her aunt, over a number of years, many times, had seen a little phantom boy around the house, often while she was cooking in the kitchen. And he seemed to be kind of mischievous and like to play around the kitchen. And she didn't know the history of him, didn't know where he came from, but she knew that that farmhouse was very much haunted by a little boy and in this particular night wanted to say, hey, at Christmas time. At Christmas time, just a little boy ghost. Little boy ghost. Little boy ghost finds a friend, just wants to say hey. It's wholesome, man. Here's my one complaint, though, is that we we hear this type of story a lot, right? Where you go and stay at a relative's house, and then you interact with a ghost of some sort, and you tell them about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's just Mikey. He died here 100 years ago, and I see him all the time. If you have a haunted house, you have an obligation to warn people. Do you? I feel like you do. I mean, if it's like a mean haunting, maybe. But I, you know, if it's just like a nice little boy ghost who just kind of wants to play and say hello, 
I, I, it's kind of a nice little thing. You know, he probably doesn't say hi to everyone. He probably just reaches out to the the grandchildren. So I don't know. I don't know if you have an obligation to say something. I feel like you need to notify because here's the thing. If I heard a voice while I was sleeping, I would be freaked out. I think someone's in my room. I think I'm about to be murdered. I, yeah. I would appreciate a heads up. You could say, hey, there's this, there's a little boy ghost. All right. Don't be freaked out if you see him. He's real nice. He doesn't really do anything, but he's just kind of around sometimes. Just a little, yeah. just a little heads up. Yeah, it's fair. It's definitely a nice thing to do. It's certainly a nice thing to do for your house guests, but I don't think you're under any ob- obligation if it's not a nefarious ghost. All right. Well, if you have any ghosts in your house, Chris, you let me know before I stay over. Okay? I will let you know. I will All let right. you know. I'm just putting that out there right now. I just want a heads up. All right. So for our next story, we have a little girl who is just waiting for Santa Claus, man. That'll tell us about uh, what happened to Janet on one Christmas Eve while she was staying awake listening for Santa. She was staying awake listening uh, for Santa. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> she heard some strange noises. So she kind of found her way out to the living room, and uh, she said she thought she saw a little man <laughs> sitting on the couch with a bald head and a white beard. And she ran right back to her room because she was so afraid. And uh, I think it was a bell that she heard specifically. And, uh, you know, we've had a few of these stories. Even my daughter the other day was telling a story that one night she was waiting for Santa. She's uh, in college now, but she heard a bell. She heard a bell, and she thought we were in bed, so she didn't think it was us. So so who knows? Maybe there are little little signs and things like that. I, I But uh, I just love the, the possibility that somewhere, some way, there's something in Santa. So it's like a little elf or something? I think Santa's real is what we're getting at. What is, what is he trying to tell us here? I think he's telling really us seem, Santa Claus is real. It didn't really seem like a ghost. The way he was describing it, it's definitely like, it reminded me a little bit of like the Icelandic elves. Yeah, that, that would just kind of show up. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's a pretty interesting one. I think Santa's real is what we're getting at. Okay. I'm here for um, it. Well, it a little bit reminded me of, I remember when I was in fifth grade, it's Christmas Eve night, and I swear to God, dude, I start hearing bells, like sleigh bells go. Really? And I am freaking out, dude, because by fifth grade, I'm like, I don't believe in this Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm too cool for school. I'm a fifth grader now. I know what I'm talking about. But I start hearing sleigh bells, dude, and I'm like, what the heck is this? I look outside. It's our friend's dad. He's like going down the street with sleigh bells, just doing sleigh bells, (laughs) shaking them up in the air. And I was like, what the heck? Just doing it for the neighborhood kids, just having fun. That's a good time. He was probably a little tipsy at that point. Oh, had a yeah, dude. He had hit the eggnog pretty hard yeah. by this point, dude. For Just sure. shaking the sleigh bells. Just loving it, dude. Just That's having a blast. Hilarious. I wonder how many kids, like, freaked out when they yeah. heard that, man. Love you, Mr. Brad. Thanks for that one. That was a lot was of fun. Was that Mr. Brad? That was Mr. Brad. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Well, you know what this reminds me of, though? There is a theory about you know, paranormal or UFOs or Bigfoot folks like that, where it's 
human perception that is like projecting itself onto reality and that mm. our presence is actually adjusting reality according to like what we expect to see or something like right. that. Right. So in a way, I think that's a possibility where this little girl was expecting to see Santa. So she conjured a Santa in her living room or at least a right. Santa like creature of some sort. Yeah. Right. An old wise father christmas type figure at least exactly just kind of sitting on the couch hanging out so i think that's a possibility of what might have happened there cool no all right let's hear another one all right so the next one is actually a little creepy this is going to be a man who uh sees something shadowy at the top of the stairs christmas eve night tell me about uh, adam from uh, connecticut jim oh you you've hit on one of my all-time favorites So uh, Adam called in from Connecticut and said that his family was geographically scattered across the East Coast. So they would do a thing where they would get together uh, at Christmas time and rent a very large house. And this year they rented a house in Vermont. And they would gather the family to celebrate all together over a five-day period. Anyway, I guess they had some people there working at the house, and, and they had heard some stories that this place was haunted. And I don't think Adam thought much of it uh, until Christmas Eve, (laughs) that is. So anyway, it was 2.30 a.m. on Christmas Eve, and uh, he was sleeping in the main area of the house. And this this house had kind of a grand staircase. And he woke up, and he saw a tall figure at the top of the staircase. And this perfect – this figure kind of was at the top of the stairs. It was perfectly still. But he realized it it was more of a silhouette. There were no features. And he got the sense that this figure was wearing a tuxedo. This figure started walking slowly downstairs, Richard, moving kind of in a herky-jerky manner. And I've heard that before when sometimes people see figures that they'll move in kind of a herky-jerky uh, movement. Adam described it like a puppet on a string like a marionette Hmm. and adam kind of rubbed his eyes and thought man i must be dreaming he wasn't dreaming this thing got to this person kind of this male silhouette got to the bottom of the stairs and looked around like he was home at last like he was drinking it all in and oh it's so good to be back that was just kind of its mannerism And then it said in a weird, echoey voice to no one in particular, Oh, my love, what a mirror image we are. Paul, I don't know if I would ever feel comfortable seeing a black figure in a, let me check my notes, herky-jerky manner. (laughs) That was the most terrifying part of that story was herky-jerky. I don't know what herky jerky exactly means. But anybody who's behaving in a herky-jerky manner can't be good. You know what it rem- reminded me of was the ring girl coming yes, out of the TV. Dude. Exactly. When he said herky-jerky, that's exactly what I thought about. Like, weird, like, movements, like, bones are snapping. That's not good. Terrifying. And in a tuxedo, no less. What is up with so many shadow figures being dressed so well? I wonder if it has something to do with very wealthy people being unable to truly unsheath their mortal coil. 
Oh, that's interesting. That they they have missed the meaning of life. True Ebenezer Scrooge style, right? True Jacob Marley style. They're so they're so obsessed with the material goods that they are now stuck on this plane because they they've missed the whole meaning of life. Yeah. That's interesting. So at some point, like Elon Musk and Bill Gates are probably going to be haunting someone's house. Probably their houses, probably their houses, probably their own houses. And they'll just be wandering alone, dude, in a herky jerky fashion. Yeah, because you never hear about some peasant boy, you know, or, or some peasant man who's just like got a pitchfork and kind of a dirty shirt. It's always tuxedo, got a top hat on. White dresses, dude. White dresses are a huge one. Mm -hmm. Lady in whites all over the place. That is true. And I think you might be onto something there, man. I think there's something to unpack. It's very exciting. Definitely. Very. So Jim has a couple more stories. They're pretty wholesome. There's one about like a dog that shows up at a woman's house when she's alone on Christmas. and The dog like cuddles with her in her bed and then like disappears and she never sees from it again. Uh, Ghost dog. Ghost dog. Yeah. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. Okay. Uh, But what I would love to do, because those that last one was a little creepy, but the rest of them aren't very scary. And I like a good scary story. So I went to Reddit, Chris, and I tried okay. to pull a couple for us to to review and share with our listeners today. From the big brains at Reddit. The big brains at Reddit from our ghost stories. Okay. So this first one, I had to find a good Ouija story because if there's one thing I've learned from Art Bell, Ouija stories are the best. Yeah. We got to we we haven't had any Ouija yet. Dude. We haven't had a single Ouija and I need a Ouija at Christmas. More Ouija yeah. Christmas stories. Yeah, Ouija Christmas. Everyone break out your Ouija board Christmas Eve with your family and then send us what happens. So this story is posted on our ghost stories by Frosty Heat two years ago. Thanks, Frosty. And it's titled True Ouija Story slash Haunted House. Crazy stuff happened to me, too, after playing with a Ouija board. I'm glad I no longer live in my childhood house that I did it in. My mom bought the Ouija board from Toys R Us as a fun game to play with my friends. My friends wanted to contact Bloody Mary, both on the Ouija board and in the mirror, but everyone was too chicken shit to stay to see if anything would happen in the mirror, and they ran out. Dude, legit, though, Bloody Mary was the scariest thing as a young child. I would never stay in the bathroom when kids started doing Bloody Mary, dude. I hightailed it out. I was always the one in the bathroom doing it, and then they would start beating on the door to try and scare you. No, it was awful, dude. I would never do it. I also, at a birthday party one night, and this was, I think it was elementary school or or middle school, I hid in the shower while they sent in a kid to do Bloody Mary, and then I jumped out at him and scared him. Oh my gosh, dude, I would have pooped my pants. (laughs) It's great. And then I would have had to leave the sleepover because I didn't bring an extra pair of pants. Too much poop in the pants. Yeah. That day, we went to the beach in the crystal blue water where you could clearly see the sand below. I came out from the water and there were several red claw marks like fingernails going down my entire body from neck down to my arms and legs. Horrifying. The weird thing is I didn't feel the burn of these scratch marks until I exited the ocean and noticed them. I lined up my nails to these scratch marks and they looked like it came from a human. My uncle said that I must have scratched myself on a rock or something. I said there were no rocks. He said maybe a fish. 
classic uncle trying to play it off. Ah, that's the rock. Don't worry about ah, it. Don't worry about it, kid. Was that Demon Clawbox? Is probably a rock. Don't think so, kid. Keep swimming. Kids at school started spreading this story, and I was asked if Bloody Mary was real. I didn't want to answer them, partly due to uh, thinking that my uncle was maybe right, but I didn't fully know. But after several times of the kids begging me to answer, I just nodded my head yes and didn't say anything more. I threw my Ouija board away in the outdoor trash for it to reappear in my room. Later, my mom said she saw it in the outdoor trash, so she returned it. Gee, thanks, mom. I'm scared of it. If it, Also, if I was that mom, I would have asked why it was thrown away. Right. Yeah. Uh, why, why, why was this in the trash, buddy? Like, maybe the ghost spirit board scared your child. Like, maybe you should address that situation. Here's the thing, though, dude. I really do believe my theory that a Toys R Us store-bought Ouija board isn't going to work effectively. Yeah. You need haunted wood. Haunted wood. Tragedy wood. Haunted wood. Something like that. Or glass, like you were saying, dude. Mirrors. Mm -hmm. Portal to the other world. Get yourself a nice mirror. Write an alphabet on it. Yeah, you need murder house wood. Yeah, murder house wood. Or yeah, murder house wood. Creepy. Hanging, hanging tree wood. Mm -hmm. Uh, wrecked, wrecked ship wood. Oh, that's a great option as well. And then maybe you get like some sea spirits. Yeah, sea spirits. Yeah. So my friends and I played it again. The board liked doing figure eight patterns between questions. One time we asked the spirit how old it was, and it said zero. My young teen friend thought it was her miscarriage, so she even played it by herself. I know freaky, right? But part of me thought it was fake. That's dark, by the way. That's super, super dark. My That's my friend thought dark. it was her miscarriage baby. Uh, the, this, yeah. Like these, that makes me really Who's sad. watching these kids? I don't know. They're apparently latchkey, dude. They're just off doing yeah. their thing. Days later, doors in my house started opening and slamming completely shut repeatedly. My mom said it must be the wind. No windows were open for that to happen. I even checked to see if there was something wrong with the doors, like it was loose or something, but it wasn't. It made no sense. Once it was completely shut, you would have to turn the doorknob for it to reopen. So how did it reopen by itself after it slammed shut? How? 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 Ghosts. The TV turned on and off by itself every time my mom and I got in a heated argument. When we yelled at each other, the TV turned off on its own. My mom always thought it was my fault and yelled at me and I yelled back at her, pointing to the remote and said that it's nowhere near me and it was closer to her. Then when we were finally quiet, the TV would turn back on. We didn't exchange words when this phenomenon happened in parted ways. Didn't say anything. Hey, this is really weird that all of our electronics are behaving strangely and we're not turning them on and off. We're not going to have a conversation about that. No, why would you talk about that? This is this the 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 relationship between this mom and her son is weird you really should communicate better than this with your children yeah for sure don't buy your child a ouija board that's my favorite part who just buys their kid a ouija board i thought you might have fun with this kid yeah but go play with ghosts like if the kid asks for it maybe but just buying your kid a ouija board i don't know about yeah. that. go have fun with the demons kid <laughs> maybe open up a portal bring hell here with yeah, the Ouija uh, board. Call I can't believe Fisher Price was able to create, or whoever the hell, Milton Bradley. I can't believe they were able to market that. That's insane to me. The spirit board, yeah. 
the you want to commune with dead people <laughs> or demons or angels have we got the board game for you and it's, it's called ouija board you can get it at the store next to monopoly that's my favorite part about it you can go to target get yourself a ouija board dude this is insane craziness people are wild the final straw at home to make me feel like this was definitely something supernatural was i was in my bedroom late at night not a worry in the world my lights are on i'm watching a family-friendly show called green acres i felt <laughs> i felt something like a heavy sumo wrestler jump on my bed it's quite the description yeah my body bounced from this i thought don't panic there might be a logical reason what logical reason would there be to, to have, have a sumo wrestler jump on your bed yeah or the way maybe if i lived in a sumo dojo in japan that might be the logical reason here in america i have no idea not a good reason for that i wow look- a giant pressure just <laughs> fell from nowhere on my bed could be natural. Could be natural. I looked at the last foot of my bed and it was sunken in. Then I saw sunken marks crawling up to my thigh. I jumped Ooh. up and screamed, running to my mom's room. She told me I was not allowed to sleep with her. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. What are you doing? Mom, my sumo wrestler just fell on my bed. What the hell are you talking about? Go play with your Ouija board. She said she doesn't care where I slept, but it can't be in her room. <laughs> <laughs> this mom is you ain't so sleeping mean. in here me kid you ain't doing it i'm like the mom scares the crap out of her kid with the ouija board and then just like get out of my room get out she then confessed that things crawl into her bed she tells it to go away and she can feel it crawl out of her bed respecting her wishes what is wrong with this family <laughs> she said all i have to do is tell it to go away and it has to respect my wishes that night i slept in the living room but after that i returned to sleeping in my room Many nights without incident, but I kept saying out loud, go away repeatedly because I was super scared. Dude, I'm getting like that feeling, you know, when you were young, probably fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you went over to a friend's house for the first time and you were just, just a, a, a wave of everything is done completely different than the way my family does things. Yep. This is one of those feelings for me where I can't even really empathize with this person because I'm like, none of this has made sense to me. None of this is tracking for me at all. And the way that this dude is typing this, it's as if it's completely natural. None of this is like a second thought, no introspection whatsoever. This is all completely natural for this person. The family dynamics are very intriguing. Well, Mom, it- I'm horrified. I feel like somebody is like trying to get into my bed. Get the hell out of here, kid. I don't care where you sleep. You're just not sleeping in here. Yeah, things are always trying to get into my bed. You just tell them to go away. You tell them to go. <laughs> tell them get out of there. Get out of here. Stop bothering me. Get out of here. All right, so we got to get up, the- Crawling <laughs> up my leg? I don't think so, punk. All right, so we got to get to the conclusion of the story. Oh, it's not concluded we're, yet? We're not done yet. Hold on, there's okay. another bit. Many years later, I moved back home for a short stay with my firstborn that was a young toddler. While my daughter was in a crib, outside of her crib were toys that went off in the middle of the night, lighting up and making noise. My mom played it off and said, oh, the batteries must be dying for it to go off on its own. I think I like believing what my mom said. 
to reduce my fears. Ooh, the spirit <laughs> followed him, dude. And that's why you don't play with Ouija, dude. Never play with the Ouija board unless that, you want it. Unless you want it, it lingers. It's a lingering thing there, Paul. It is for sure. Thanks well, for the Ouija story, though. Always like a good Ouija story. That we was gotta a get a good Ouija story, man. You want to do another one for more ghosts? Or our let's ghost do story? another. Let's do another Reddit. Let's see what happens. All right. This is a post on our ghost stories from user Mystic Moon entitled. The time I saw my dad talking to a ghost or entity. This happened when I was about 15 in a little town called St. Helens, just outside of Portland, Oregon. At the time, our family was really going through some tough obstacles. My dad had been acting very strange, talking to himself, not acting as he normally did for a couple of days. His personality would change quite often. At the time, he was not diagnosed with schizophrenia. We were trying to get him help. That's a dark way to start too. That's tough. It's a dark. It's a dark way to start, and to start with that, we think our dad has schizophrenia. Let me tell you a ghost story. Not that's not how you present a ghost story. Yeah, you start skeptical, right? Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not on medication. He, he has schizophrenia. That's probably leading to it. So let's 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 dive in. See what happens. Okay. Oh, all right. Leading up to the night, I had seen this thing conversing with my dad. I had also experienced very strange dreams, and it felt like I had been sat on by someone very heavy. Sumo well, that's an maybe. interesting that's an interesting correlation with our last subject. Yeah. This heavy pressure. Which I don't typically hear that on, like, ghost to ghost, but uh, that, that has come up quite a bit on Reddit. So maybe that's a new thing the ghosts are trying out. Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing with pressure these days. Yeah. I looked and no one was there. My brother had seen something he called the garbage man on numerous occasions. The garbage man. He said it looked like a bag was over his head and was being sucked into his mouth and eye sockets. Oh, I don't like that at all. Terrifying. Terrifying. I don't, I don't like that image at all. It leaned over him and appeared to be very tall. This thing visited him a few times. Several times the garbage man's coming to him. Mm-hmm. The garbage man. I don't know if I would call him the garbage man, though. No, dude. I think I would call it the terrifying ghost. The space cadet, since he's got a bag over his head. That's a good way of looking at it. Don't do that, kids. (laughs) Don't put a plastic bag over your head and pretend you're a space person. Please don't do that. PSA, that'll kill you. It was about 2 a.m. when I heard my dad talking to someone or himself. At this point, I had a routine of going and talking with him to calm him. My bedroom had been right next to the kitchen in the bathroom because it was a small house. I walk into the kitchen, which had been lightly lit by the outside lights. First thing I see is the very tall shadow figure in the doorway of the bathroom and my dad standing toe to toe with this massive thing. What? Is this the is this the garbage man? It sounds like the garbage man. He's mumbling something. Then he says loudly, leave me alone. I'm terrified. So I ran back into my bedroom. So this person saw their dad talking to this entity, talking to the actually entity witnessed it that the brother also had witnessed. Whoa, whoa, we, whoa. My dad's mental state took a turn. It was a struggle for my family to get him help. Eventually things escalated and my dad was considered a danger to himself and others and was able to get the help he deserved. They did not find drugs in his system and eventually he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. I don't know why we saw this thing or what it was, I think it was preying on my father's weakness. Can people with 
mental illness see past the curtains since this day that question still runs through my head big time dude and it sounded a little bit like hat man to me you know a little bit like the tall creature very eyes, tall you know. yeah and the bag i mean can just be a hat right just kind of you're you're just seeing it differently <laughs> i think that's a stretch but I, i'm not no it's not a stretch at all that makes so much sense the bag can be a hat the bag's a hat okay hat, hat, the bag's hat. a hat yeah so and we've said this before dude depression bad energy these things act like a beacon mm -hmm. to more bad energy to more bad feelings right like negative begets negative and if you're spewing negative out into the world you're going to attract negativity now whether that's the spirit realm or just basic karmic retribution who knows but at the end of the day if you are in a depressive state if you are incredibly angry if you are all these negative emotions they're going to breed more negative emotions and you're going to attract bad stuff. Yeah. And that's why, you know, if you are struggling with your mental health, go talk to someone, man, find someone to talk yeah, to. It's to... really important. Really yeah. Important. Find somebody to talk to. And especially like we were saying around this time, dude, we have, we're, we're surrounded by darkness. It literally in the form of the, the winter solstice, we were, seasonal depression we're we're nostalgic for those of us who are alone right now we remember the good times the happy holiday season whatever that may be there may only have been a few happy holidays right but you you have those memories mm -hmm. and this is this is such a good time to reminisce and to be nostalgic and there's always going to be that little bit of sadness that's brought into it. And then you start adding in alcohol and, and stress and all those things. This is a, this is a, a key time to see ghosts, to see spirits. And I think that's right. You know, we, we said this around Halloween too. The plane is a little bit hazy during this time, right? The fall and the winter that the, the realm into the spirit realm is a little bit clearer for us to see. Yeah, I think that's true, man. And that's why you should bust out your Ouija board with your family this holiday season. I don't condone that. I don't condone that. Talk to some ghosts and no, write please. in and let us know what happens. Uh, and we'll think, read your story. Just think of podcast. your ancestors. Like we said, if you stick to your ancestors, if you're communicating with your ancestors, you can't go wrong. Don't cast a wide net. Be very specific on who the spirits you want to talk to. Don't wide be like, nets are bad. Don't be like that guy on the coast to coast, uh, or sorry, ghost to ghost episode we did, where the first thing they do is try to call Satan on their Ouija board. Don't start with Satan. Just please oh, don't. I love that story, man. You pull out the Ouija board this Christmas with your family. Don't start with Satan, please. Yeah. That is going to be our ghost story christmas episode uh this was the the first ever inaugural christmas special of coast to coast pm so i, I hope everyone yeah. enjoyed it merry christmas happy new year happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa happy holly whatever you celebrate celebrate it well 
and may it be spookful. Do we want the spookiness? I, I don't know. Whatever you want. <laughs> Have a good one. All conspiracy all the time. Later. <laughs>